All right. Hey, guys. Um, good morning. Thank you for tuning in at 5 a.m. with Damian Dixon. I hope you're feeling good, uh, feeling pretty strong, uh, feeling healthy, uh, you know, just optimistic about, you know, just today um, and trying just trying to be transparent in, in the moment. Right. Um, I think that there was an old saying that, you know, we're we are to, we are supposed to expect good things to happen to us. So I just want to tell you that, hey, expect good things to happen to you today. You know, believe that. Um, know that that is possible, that good things are supposed to happen to you. And yes, I'm talking to you, the listener. (laughs) Okay, let's get started. All right, so we're going to get started. Like It's it's kind of a scenario that I've kind of run into that I never really talked about. Um, You know, I've talked about it, you know, to myself. I've prayed about it, but never really voiced it in the conversation um and sometimes i wonder like man you know damien like why can't you do funnier episodes right it's like dude like lighten up and i'm trying to like i'm so trying to lighten up man and and do more funnier and lighter episodes but this is just what's pouring out of me sometimes so um so like have you ever been in a situation where like you know you're 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 either in a position or you're filling in or 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 you you're just physically there, right? So like in the office sometimes, right, there so people you know, they're used to let's say people are, are used to seeing Janet's Janet's pretty face and her bubbly energy every morning, right? You know, she's she's super smart, she's fun, you know, she's uh you know, of course she's pretty. Uh she's uh she has a very good personality. Um, she's warm. She's very, very receiving, and it, it's just great. I mean, because she's Jan. You know, that's just her nature. So, and you know, for the past three years, it's just been her every morning. You know, you, the regulars come in and they see Jan, and oh man, it's just the best. You know, it's the greatest. Well, all of a sudden, year four, you start being the, the <laughs> you know, the morning person. And the morning face that people see first thing in the morning, it's like, hey, yo, uh, where is Jan at? And you're like, oh, oh, hey, I'm so-and-so. Let's say your name is, you know, Curtis. Hey, I'm Curtis. Nice to meet you. And it's like, okay. And that's, and they look at you like, you're not who I wanted. I don't, I don't want to see you. Like, you know, you're not supposed to be here. Like, where's Jan? I'm used to Jan, so... And like I said, I think we've all been in scenarios where we've talked to the same clerk, the same bus driver, the same cashier, the same grocery stocker, the same manager, the same uh, maybe the IT person to fix your cell phone, the same TV guy, the same mechanic, your your same doctor. Let's talk about that. Right. Uh, You know, having a a new doctor. I, I was seeing a doctor for a couple of years and all of a sudden it. He just, you know, I'm like, hey, uh, where's my doctor at? Well, she's like, well, I'm your doctor now. And I'm like, hey, where's my doctor at? So I, I just felt like, you know, this would be a pretty cool topic. Um, to me, this is this is pretty light. But anyway, I'm trying to go somewhere um, of just, you know, being there. Right. And uh, when, when people are uh, used to and attached and, you know, uh, have built rapport with someone other than you. Right. Because you're. Your your personality style may may not be like Jan's, you know, who's bubbly. She's pretty. um, She has, you know, great physique, probably. You know, it's it's 
it's uh that's important you know being soft on the eyes uh being super friendly you know stuff like that right uh you know and which 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 are great things so if you're of the opposite if you're not as bubbly if you're not as uh outgoing if you're not as um you know um soft on the eyes it's okay um cuz like i deal with that every single day um where people will come in and say hey where's this person i'm like no hey i, I you know i'm here i mean i i mean i can't um you know and, and and that's the one thing, you know, you have to be at peace with what you can and can't do and what you are and are not, right? And I, I talked about several times in previous episodes about, you know, knowing your limits and uh, not trying to be something that you're not. So a couple of years ago, the, the, this is probably the final scenario that I'll give to being somewhere and uh, maybe even taking care of someone who you are not related re- related to. So... Um, it was a situation where uh, one of my roommates' dads had 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 a had brain tumor, you know, and I was physically there. Um, he's not my relative. He's not someone that I, that I loved or that I had a great long relationship with. But he was dying pretty much, and he needed someone to go to his doctor's appointments with him. He needed someone to to you know help him get food, uh, change clothes, sometimes get dressed, and someone just to uh, you know. Um, just be there pretty much to help care for him outside of, you know, his, his, his women. I'm not going to say women like in a bad way, but I'm saying he had, you know, several girlfriends, ex-girlfriends. He had an ex-wife. It's a lot, it's a long story. And they didn't really want to always have to be there to take care of him because he, he didn't, he didn't fulfill what they felt that he should have fulfilled in their relationship, you know, while they were dating or while they were married. And, um, he had several kids who weren't there, but anyway, that, that's not the point. So I was there. So I pretty much, uh, over time, I, I gradually began to take on more responsibility. And he was like, you know, like, what are you doing here? You know, and I'm like, I don't know, man. I'm just, I'm just taking care of, trying to help, trying to help take care of you, trying to help fill in the role, you know, uh, trying to help, um, you know, so, and you have to ask yourself, like, you know, I would ask myself, like, man, like, why am I doing this? And I always think to myself, I'm like, man, you know, if I ever, if I ever reach 50, 60, 70 or 80, I hope there's a young person who's willing to slow down and take time for me and and make time for me and um you know see about me how I'm doing. I, I think I think about that a lot. And I think about his, his expressions, his daughter's expressions whenever they saw me there and I, I always try to get out of the way, you know, whenever the family came around, I always try to leave and move around and give them their space and use that time as a break to just recover and retreat. Um it's a lot that goes into this story. But basically I'm talking about just times where where people aren't aren't looking forward to seeing you right people aren't expecting you to be around people are wondering who are you and why are you there and why why isn't this other person here that we're used to so um not really sure how to how to word and title that but i'm what what i am saying is that it's okay that you are there it's okay that you are in place it's okay that you might know what to do in those situations and it's okay for you to uh, put aside how you feel and do it, um, because in the scenario of taking care of, of the roommate's, you know, you know, dad with a brain tumor, I knew exactly what to do. Because um, I had I had, pri- I had previous experience in taking care of being a care a caretaker, caregiver, you know, taking care of family members, my grandma as a kid. So I knew what to do. I knew what needed to be done, and I knew how to do it. Problem is, it just took time. And number two. Outside of the time, it it takes you having to get out of the way. 
uh, mentally, emotionally, psychologically, because there's no thank you, all right? There's no prize. There's no gift wrap, bubble wrap, um, you know, uh, you know, <laughs> reward saying, hey, you know, <laughs> great job, you know? So it, you really have to strip, strip away all the layers and, okay, why am I doing what I'm doing? So um, I just wanted to do an episode on this because uh, I think it's important because there, there are times where you're going to find yourself you're going to find yourself being somewhere and doing certain things that you know that, that you're very um, good at doing. And people are going to wonder, like, where's so-and-so? Like, and why isn't so-and-so? And people don't have that rapport with you. People haven't built that time in, into you. And I would just encourage you, just be patient. Um, be patient with yourself. Be patient with them. Um, it's, it's funny. It's, it's a really funny thing when you build a relationship with someone. And then they're and then they aren't there, and then someone else is in their place doing the exact same job or the exact same role or the exact same act, and uh, they may not once again they may not be as you know, you know I I I, I keep on highlighting this that they may not be as outgoing and as fun and and their demeanor may not be the same because you don't know really what's going on behind that person and what he or she is going through and or been through so. I just wanted to to take some time out, man, and speak on this topic because it's one of those things that, like I said, I never really talked about, never really had a conversation. Uh, hey, you know, this is what, you know, and uh, I was like, man, you know, why not? And uh, I happened to watch this uh, this preview of this show I want to tell you guys about. Uh, it's called um, uh, Pete Davidson is the king of Staten Island, and it's, it's coming out, I think, in June, June 12th on demand. And it looks pretty good. And I think it kind of ties into that uh, indirectly. So, like, that's the motivation for this uh, episode, um, you know, that, that kind of spurred of these thoughts and kind of took me back to this place. Because um, in, in this Pete Davidson um, special coming up, um, the, the king of Staten Island, um, you know, his mom marries, you know, uh, a new man. And he's his stepdad. And he's there. You know, he's fulfilling the role. He's he's positioning, you know, he's stepping into the role that his dad once played. So it's just very intriguing, man. And like I said, I don't want to give away the whole Staten Island, the the King of Staten Island special uh, with Pete Davidson, uh, June 12th. But I kind of just want to highlight it and tell you why and where the, the motivation for this episode came from. I, I just feel like sometimes um, you're, you're going to find yourself, even if, like I said, you're in high school. Let's say, for example, you're in high school and you're a kid. Um, I... I I recall being in junior high, and uh, I was I was playing, and, and I wasn't you know the, the starting quarterback. I was just a, a backup, whatever. And I, I was asked to, hey, you know, the front guy got injured or couldn't play. You got to step in and, and fulfill the role. And I had no idea what, what to do. You know what I'm saying? I had no idea how to communicate. I knew the playbook, but I didn't know how to communicate. I didn't know how to how to you know throw properly, all that stuff. And I had to learn how, right? You know, so like I always say, just. It's a process. You, you got to give these things time. Uh, you, you can't expect perfection right to, uh, on the first or second or third go around. It, it's just not realistic. But um, I just I just felt like for myself and for you as a listener, um, sometimes just I'm not going to say go through the flow. That's not what I'm going to say. But what I am going to say, I'm going to say be open to learning uh, and be, be open to allowing people to learn who you are and learn about you. Uh, sometimes, you know, we can become resistant and or rigid, you know, just setting our ways. Um, 
if, if we're conditioned to a certain thing, a certain way, like the world must fit this way in my mind. Right. And if it doesn't fit, then oof. And um, with my with my, um, you know, uh, the dad I was taking care of, um, he had that same feel, too. But he really didn't have a choice because I was there. And I was always there. That's the point. Like, I, I never missed a, a day or outing. Yeah, there were times where I, I didn't feel like eating out. And I, I didn't go sometimes. But when it came to the home care, doctor's visits, you know, all the other medication and getting dressed and all that stuff, uh, helping him get showered, you know, changing diapers. You know, I was there. So, um, you know, I'm, I'm not going to. Going to any further detail details than that, but I am I am going to try to encourage you, please, man. Um, be open to learning. Uh, be open to uh, not making everything having to be always be about you um, and what you can get out of it. You know, because um, I look back you know, even now, presently, where I'm at and and the role that I'm in, and, and it's like it's temporary. Every role you're in is temporary. Like like this too shall pass, right? Um, you know, um, th- there are certain people that you will build a closer rapport to than others. You know, everybody can't just be like, like, you know, like Jane and super bubbly and likable. And once again, she's a pretty young lady. So it just makes sense, man. You know, uh, for all the, you know, the, the men guests, the men. Come. And, you know, when someone's prettier than you, they're, they're more versed <laughs> at the role than you. They're more talkative than you, um, they're more, um, what's the word, creative than you, man, it, it's okay, like, it's, it's, it's okay, um, the, the main thing I think is just, you know, don't compare yourself to others, you know, um, I, I know that's a hard thing to do, um, you know, we all, we, we all want to be likable, right, ah, I want to be likable, but, yeah, I want to be liked too, but I'd rather, I'd rather do the, the job, right, I'd rather take care of their financials and, and their, and their, their stay and I care about their comfort. You know, I care about, you know, your comfort and your your happiness more than you liking me. And I don't really verbalize, hey, I care about you being happy, but I, I do, but I never verbalize it, but I do. Like that matters a lot more to me, your comfort and your stay than you liking me. I really don't care if you like me or not, <laughs> but I do want to make sure you're safe, um, that you have everything you need, right? So I mean, I don't know, man. It's, it's taken me a lot of years. I had a mentor tell me, you know, you, you can't always worry about people uh, liking you. Uh, and I think if everyone does like you, I think that there's a problem, you know, because you, you got to jump through a lot of hula hoops, you know, if everyone likes you. And I'm just, I'm, I'm 37. And yes, I'm not going to sit here and, oh, man, being likable doesn't matter. It does. But up until a point to where I'm like, I, I'm still going to be me. Um, despite it, I'm going to quiet that voice in my head about being likable. I'm, I'm going to quiet that voice of, you know, um, in my head, comparing myself. No, man, you got to quiet those voices. You got to quiet those voices and ask yourself, okay, you know, I'm here and tell yourself, I mean, tell yourself that I'm here for the poor reason. I'm here to learn something. And this role is to teach me something because I, I can reassure you, man, it's temporary. Like nothing's permanent on these positions that you're in and your your feelings are temporary as well when you feel unwanted you feel like you're invisible maybe you feel like you're unappreciative maybe you feel like ah, i'm not as good as this person those feelings too will pass um everything is going to pass there's there's just nothing permanent about the roles that we're, we are in on this earth in this present time and i think we have to understand that um that life is brief you know you are here and then the next moment moment you can be gone so 
Uh, we really have to quiet things we can't control, quiet these um, feelings and these uh, expectations maybe in our own hearts and our own minds. And once again, just be open to learning. Uh, be be transparent with people as best you can. But more so, you have to be uh, you have to be true to yourself. You got you, you to be who you are and you can't be what people think and want you to be all the time. And you can't be everything to everyone. And I'm going to repeat that. You cannot, you cannot be everything to everyone because it's not realistic. You're going to piss off someone. You're going to rub someone the wrong way. You're not going to be as bubbly with with everyone. You're going to mess up here and they're going to like, ah, I can't stand him. And it's like, ah, he's always there or whatever. Or she is, you know, to this and she's to that. And, um, you know, you got to just make peace, you know, with, with, with your skin, right? With your skin. Now, I want to repeat that. Um, whether you're big, little, small, gray, red, white, purple, blue, black, yellow, it doesn't matter. You got to you gotta say, hey, you know, I am an amazing person. Um, good things are supposed to happen to me. And they are happening to me. Um, and I'm open to learning. I'm willing to learn. I'm willing to, to put my, my, my best foot forward and be confident that, hey, I can do this. So, um, but yeah, man, um, if I'm honest about the role of taking care of, of the gentleman with the brain tumor, um, I think that position was, was, was a lot. It was about me internally. Um, because in, in the midst of his dying and having a brain tumor, uh, I think my dad had died in 2008. And I wasn't there with my dad while he was dying. Uh, that was a, a situation with, with my mom and my dad where they, uh, they divorced. And my dad, he just pretty much never came back into our lives. So whenever he was dying, um, I knew he was unhealthy. And I knew, I knew that he was kind of hard to find. But I, I, uh, a relative there with him. And I was happy about that, that he, that he wasn't alone. Because to me, I, I really don't, I'm not really about, oh, man, I have to be there when so-and-so is dying. No, as long as they aren't alone, as long as someone's there, I'm good. Um, but given that with my real dad, I wasn't there, um, I, I began to see when I was in this position to take care of the man, you know, with the brain tumor, who, who was a father, who was a you know, husband. I was like, well, I, I never was there with my own dad when he was dying. Now, I've been given an opportunity with another dying man with a brain tumor who's a father, and maybe I can kind of put to bed and, and put to rest some things, but I really wasn't able to put to bed some some conversations, you know what I'm saying, that you need to have with your dad or your mom or uh, those, those conversations I wasn't able to put to, to, to put to bed. So there are still some unresolved issues, but I think the bulk of it, of um, physically seeing a human being, you know, deteriorate from 290 pounds to a buck 30 in less than, you know, two months or three months, four months, um, being diagnosed, hey, you have a brain tumor, you know, seeing him or her lose their memory and can't remember, you know, where their keys are, can't remember how to, you know, how to shave and can't remember how to, you know, uh, do so many things that they once were able to do. I think um, there's this saying is that uh, once once a man, twice a child or twice a child, once a man or something like that. My mom would say, you know, once a man, uh, twice a child and um, having to take care of your parents or your parent in that state. It can be difficult if you're not ready. Uh, most of us are busy. We're out achieving, out accomplishing. And we do want to be in that road to help be there for our parents. But at the same time, we have demands at work. So 
And I would say once again, and you're like, oh, man, Damon, you're insensitive. No, what I'm saying is that those moments are temporary. They're very spare, very spare. So, and, and I did get into some trouble with my job at that time because I didn't communicate effectively. And I really wasn't happy at that job either. So um, I'm not going to sit here and say I was super happy to take care of a dying person. I wasn't, man. It was not easy. It was not easy. But I wanted to try my best to see it through, you know, and not quit or give up or or, um, or expect anything in return uh, from him or his family. I just wanted to make peace with my own, uh, you could say inner demons with my own dad and, and not having that um, privilege of being with my own dad and just being able to hold conversations with him. So, um, you know, with a man with a brain tumor who, who I was taking care of and trying to be there. I, I, I'm not sure what conversation I had with him. I'm, I think maybe I may have had a conversation, but, you know, I really didn't know him. Um, I only met him, been around for, for a year. He was, like I said, my roommate's uh, husband. And, um, and it's just one of those things, like I said, you're you're trying your best to uh, put the pieces together. So uh, I, I got to hit on this one last thing before I go. Like, ideal, right? Ideally, your parents will grow old. Ideally, you will take care of them. Ideally, you'll make time to take care of them. Ideally, it'll go smoothly. Ideally, they'll have a peaceful death. Ideally, your family will get along and everyone will not fall apart and argue and bicker and there'll be no drama. That's ideal. Now, in the real world, the reality of it is that you and your brothers and sisters might argue over something that your dad didn't do 20 years ago in the real world you might uh see your 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 dying parent treat your other sibling better than you and or give them something that he he or she didn't give you uh, or you feel flighted in some way in the real world this parent uh may not you know have an, an ideal natural peaceful sleep death in the real world you know this parent may forget your name you know what i'm saying in the real world you know, your job might say, hey, you know, you got to be at work. I need you here. So in the real world, you may not know how to communicate with your with your boss or your director or your manager and say, hey, I'm struggling here. In the real world, you may disappoint. In the real world, you may not live up to the expectation in the real world. So you have to, um, and it is tough, but, but you have to, in the real world, uh, take care of yourself in the process. Exercise, eat properly, go to sleep, and find ways to laugh. That's the real world, man. While you're taking care of this person and you're maybe a husband and a wife and a daughter or son, you have to take care of yourself and do things that you enjoy. I don't mean getting high. I don't mean doing drugs. I don't mean having sex with 10 women. I don't mean drinking yourself to death, almost dying. I'm not talking about doing stupid coping coping, um, coping mechanisms. That's not what I'm talking about. I want to repeat that. I am not talking about doing stupid, immature coping mechanism, but I am talking about is being real and being honest and being transparent. Like, hey, I want to get drunk. Cool. Or, hey, I want to escape. Cool. I understand. And I get it. Like having those hard conversations, right? And maybe even having a drink, but responsibly and not getting behind that car. And or maybe knowing that, 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 that there's a woman or a man who's interested in you, but you're like, hey, I'm not ready for that. Thank you. You know, I appreciate you, but telling him or her, no, I'm, I'm not in a, in a space where I can, I need to take that on because I'm not available. And being honest, right? And if and if you have those drugs offered to you or have a buddy say, hey, man, let's let's go get this and let's go do that. 
and having the control and saying, you know what, man, I would love to get effed up right now, but you know, that probably wouldn't help things. I'd probably make things worse. So, like I said, this is a hard, hard episode. Um, I'm trying my best, man, to do lighter, funnier material. I really do. But with the world that, that we're living in, um, I have to try to be transparent and authentic with you and with what we go through and it's hard. These conversations are hard to have. These these talks are hard to have. And I, I have to encourage you to try your best to find outlets. Journal, write, you know, read, do volunteer work. Um, talk to a mentor, talk, talk to a therapist. Maybe even get on medication for like 30 to 60 days, which is what I did uh, for my depression. So, uh, But you got to be transparent. And if you believe in God, your Heavenly Father, your Lord Jesus Christ and the Holy Spirit, then you have a, um, a divine outlet. To, to 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 connect with and to 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 carry you and walk walk with you through that right uh now if you don't um you might want to um you know learn about learn about the gospel of jesus christ and how he died for you and how yes you're a sinner and that we all need to repent so um anyway uh that's very very important that 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 repentance part and, and obeying the gospel of jesus christ and not just going through the motions of it, you know, saying this thing, saying this prayer, and that's it. Oh, I'm good. No, it's a lifestyle. It's a it's a relationship. So I do want to thank you um, for, you know, being open-minded and transparent and listening to this episode. It means a lot. All right, all right. So thank you for uh, tuning in you know, on this episode. It was a tough one. You know, um, you know the the ideal versus the real world, right? You know, um, so I just want to just say thank you so much, man, for taking time. Uh, I just just want to encourage you to to uh, make the most of these moments and opportunities. You know, you know opportunities that we are given, uh, despite how you feel, um, despite you know if you feel you're good enough, and don't and don't and don't do not compare yourself to others. Like you're amazing, so. You know, I care about you. Um, like I always say, guys, if you want to go fast, go alone. But if you want to go far, you, we got to go together, okay? So just know that it's a we thing. It's not a me thing. So just know that I, I value your time. Uh, thank you for, just like I said, tuning in, knowing that you mean a lot to me. And um, thank you for blessing me. All right, have a great day. Mm-hmm.